up, Pool Save Chicks? It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. OMG. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited about today's topic for sure. And I guess we're going to kick it off with a story today. So I'm actually going to toss it to my girl, Lauren Kilolo. Is you ready? I look, I, I'm as ready. <laughs> okay, so today is really not a story pertaining to me, but it's something that I witnessed um, on uh, the best cable that all of us have. I think I think a lot of people in the world got, and it is YouTube, huh? Oh my goodness, <laughs> Lord! Um, so someone actually had sent me this video, and their intent of sending me this video is because it was like a bunch of young people talking about like career, and what was interesting about it was that they were talking about career and the conjunction of career and faith and how does that align and how do you begin to meet people who are you know who who has a personal relationship with God but who's also doing successful in their career but that's not really what I want to talk about there was one aspect go ahead wondering I was like I thought I didn't know what I thought we was talking about something else we are we are but I'm telling what the video you know what the video has said so but there was one part there was one part of the video where the guy was just like I ain't going to no church if I see that the pastor is overweight and it was like exactly who's who's that that was me it was I and that was that was literally my response he was like because if you can't watch your weight how are you gonna be able to tell me about the word of God. And so I thought that that was really interesting for him to say that because I said, how many times do we like, you know, make our judgment based off of how, you know, something looks on the outside. Um, And so I thought that could be an interesting topic. Like, have y'all ever been in a setting where you have gone to a church and Mm -hmm. you may see the congregation or you may see the way that the pastor looks um, or you can even see the pastor's marital status. Come on, somebody, because can we? <laughs> and you, I, I may- you was stepping on every a bunch of feet. I don't. What is happening? <laughs> I um, and You make a judgment. You say, mm, no, I'm good. I'm going to say I don't, I don't do that at church. I don't, but I do do it in other places. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't believe in eating food from a skinny chef. Like, if you're a chef, you should have some weight on you. And I think that for me, I don't know, maybe because my godfather's a chef, like in my mind, <laughs> you ain't a little stocky, like just a little bit. I just don't know about eating at your place. And maybe that says something about me. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. That's why a lot of people think I cannot cook. <laughs> But you can, Lauren. Can you? No, I mean, I could survive. You know, we will survive. <laughs> I oh, will survive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but I've never I've never thought about it from a church standpoint. But I feel like the only place I've judged a person's, I didn't judge, but looked at a person's weight is if they're a chef or they have a restaurant. I look at them and I'm like, is you eating? Is you eating? <laughs> If you're not eating, I just don't know if I want to eat your food. It's almost like, you know, your grandma, they'd be like, does the grandma got the, the shoulder or the arm? Or the arm, the arm, yeah. That's cooking the greens or the macaroni and cheese. And if not, <laughs> I just don't know if I could be a part of it. Um, but yeah, those are my non-thoughts, I guess, because I didn't add nothing. No, 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 no. 
No, you you did. You kind of hit us with with what was the thing about somebody being skinny ain't a chef ain't. Uh, uh, I don't know. You want to? You don't want to eat from a skinny chef. That's what you said. It was a metaphor, but I got it. I didn't even have to make it to the parking lot. I got it. <laughs> I wasn't making a metaphor though. <laughs> it was. She said, "I ain't gonna eat." Took it as a metaphor chef. at first. I definitely took it as a metaphor. Oh, yeah. but I mean, but it make, it make I know, but it makes sense as a metaphor too, though. Yeah, it does. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say I've never uh I've never done that in church, but I understand where the person is coming from because mm. I feel like it's a discipline thing. Mm. When, you, when you think about it, it's like um, because I okay, I'll use my my personal life as an example. Um, you know, I just started back working out consistently in November, but for real, for real, January. And the discipline of working out every day and then even waking up really early in the morning sometimes, it has really trickled on into different areas of my life. So I feel like if, you know, that person is saying, okay, if you're not even disciplined to, you know, take care of your weight and your health, how can you teach me to be disciplined in the word of God? So, you know, I understand. However, but then on the flip side, I'm like, dang, what happened to Grace? And like, you really judging this dude because he's fat, you know, <laughs> right. like, like, like you ain't got no dirt. You know, you might not be right. fat, but you mm-hmm. fat in other, you fat in other Ooh, areas. Right. That's good, right. Ayana. So, what you can't see. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, I get what you're saying. But then on the flip side, I'm like, sir. Let's not judge. Let's, you know, let's be mindful of how we throw in the shade. Mm. So I'm gonna go a different route with this. One, I will first I will say, um, I I'm, I'm not talking about church, but like there is for as an example, there is an old coworker I had who, you know, she could do her face really well, but in my opinion, she couldn't, you know, you know, some people can do their own makeup, but they can't do others. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, like she was literally you know i seen her without the makeup and it's like oh the foundation like the skin ain't right you know so your makeup foundation is i mean you got a good routine with how you beating your face but you're not taking care of your skin so no i'm not taking any advice from you when it comes to how you trying mm. to tell me what to do to my face because my face is the opposite my skin is nice i just don't know how to beat it and, and that's okay like i'm okay with that um but for for me actually i'm gonna say maybe like the last my brother had a baby in February. I have a new nephew, right? And I'm learning that, like, the whole, like, don't judge, don't judge, don't judge. Like, sometimes I feel like we take that out of context because the Bible doesn't say, like, for us not to judge um, ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, as Christians, we can judge one another. We're supposed to. We're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to come, come to one another and say, look, this is what I see. This is how I feel. We are not supposed to judge the world because the world doesn't live to the standard that we live. And I think sometimes as Christians, it's a, well, you can't judge. Don't judge. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. relax. The word actually tells us that that is what we should do. You know, we should confess our faults one to another. And it's better if we do it amongst ourselves than to be corrected, you know, by God or the Holy Spirit, whatever the case may be. I'm not going to, I don't want to misquote that. Um, But I think sometimes there is this, uh, to Ayana's point, 
there's this, you know, like if you're in the pulpit or if you have a platform or if you have anything, there can't be anything wrong. With Any, you, yeah. Right. Like you have, mm. there's this, in my opinion, this standard and, and it's like this measuring stick that just never ends. Mm-hmm. Like once you reach and it's like, oh, you got that. Okay. But do you got this? Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you can preach and you can teach this, but how do you live this? And mm-hmm. it just never ends. So, yeah, I mean, that's so weird. I though, I just went Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> that was so good but it's like if you're in the pulpit and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you then you should be in heaven because if you are perfect then you <laughs> don't be here you Come need on. to be uh raptured up bro. <laughs> <laughs> at least ayana raptured up because i was like hey they're gonna be dead nah. <laughs> i mean you ain't got nothing to work on i feel like if you don't have anything to work on then mm-hmm. What are you doing? Like, if you're not walking out anything with God, you know, everyone has something because by human Mm. nature, you have to have something. Now, I will say, I feel like, and I think Ayana kind of touched on this too, is as someone who's leading me from a spiritual standpoint, I do want to see something about you that causes me to have hope. And where I can get to. Mm-hmm. And if there's nothing about you that is providing that um, that insight and that hope and that those tools to really get to the level A in my relationship with God mm-hmm. and B in my, you know, walking out of life, then you don't need to be my pastor because, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like. We, I don't know if we've talked about it on a podcast, just about being in different spaces where at certain periods of time in your life, at certain spaces in your journey and maturity in Christ, it's kind of like you need a little something different. Like there are some Christians who need like very much a rah, rah, shish, boom, ba in a sad because that's literally the first. <laughs> that's the first thing that came to my mind. I know there's a word, there's a word, but that's what came up for me. But there are some people who need that. And then there's some people who need somebody who's a lecturer. And then there's some people who need, you know, certain things. But I feel like you shouldn't be looking, maybe you shouldn't be looking at someone's weight, but you should be looking at their fruit mm-hmm. and checking that to Denise's point. Because the thing about it is the big preacher, that means he got money because he eating good. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, nah. Oh, nah. Or, or not even he got money because he eating good, but like, you know, he got something going good for him to be, you know, he happy. He happy. He happy. <laughs> okay. Crazy thing, though, to Ayana's point, I read something in Africa that is like a common it thing. Is. Like, you know, they like uh, women who are larger yep. in size because they said if she's larger in size, that means she has resources to food. Yep. So I wouldn't be popular in Africa either. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh they, they'll they'll, uh, they'll sit there because they'll sit there and say, "Oh, we need to fatten you up." Right, right. Oh, okay. Lord. I yep. get that all the time. Yep, <laughs> oh, it's the metabolism. <laughs> now, I will say, I heard something, and I can't remember. I can't remember who was telling me this, but they were saying that there was a church led by a woman that was strictly based on losing weight. Did y'all hear about that? No, no. I gotta go and do some digging and research it. But they said it was a woman who started a platform, and she was basically saying like God doesn't want you fat, and she literally built like a ministry. She's still herbal tea, don't she? 
Oh my! I'm, oh, what's a waist trainer. Stuff? I'm turning your right. mic off. <laughs> a waist trainer. She the waist trainer manager. The waist trainer preacher. I'm turning your mic off. Oh, I can't. Uh, she a part of Peloton Ministries. <laughs> <laughs> I know we talk about Peloton now. <laughs> um, but all that to say, I feel like sometimes people create community around the wrong things when it comes mm, to being a Christian. Uh, that's, that's good. That's, that's good. Right. Yeah. That's good. And I mean, we, I mean, we can talk about that. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let that go and see who y'all want to go with. <laughs> do we want to do that? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Denise got something to say. Yes, she does. Go ahead, Denise. No, I don't. I don't. What I will say is, <laughs> look at me. I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. What I will say is, um, you are right. And I found myself almost being swept up into that community style of, um, you know, like, I don't even want to call it a network, a community of, it was a, a someone that was basically building their ministry or either, I don't know if it's a ministry, uh, Holy Spirit helped me. Whatever platform they were building, they were using like being a single woman, right? And not dating and keep yourself whole and that like type the of pure, thing, right? purity culture. Yes, that purity culture. That is that is exactly what that is. And um for a while, like I almost got swept up into it. I was really like, oh yeah. And of course, obviously I should abstain. Yes, obviously I should live my life the way that God wants me to. But on the flip side of that, it's like I everything that you're saying. <laughs> Almost to the point that it appeases my flesh instead of my spirit. I don't, I don't, mm. wanna, I don't How can I explain? Ooh, that actually, you, know, you know this. That does that sound okay? Do you understand where I'm going with that? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. So it was a Keep real going. fine line. Keep going. Yeah, it was a real fine line, and I had to really look at to Ayana's point the fruit of the person and what they preached. Right. Like the community part was down pat. Like I seen sisterhood. I seen connections. I'm talking like I seen, I don't want to use girl boss term, but I really did see community. However, spiritually, there was no meat there. You know, like there wasn't anything there that could help me grow in this scene. Mm. I really liked it. It was not, I don't want to say clicky because, you know, there were women that were on, had the same mindset that I did and that were living the way that I lived. However, there was just a disconnect spiritually. And whenever you say like building a platform or a community around the wrong things, the foundation, in my opinion, should always be the word of God. That's what mm. you draw from. You know, it's, it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a girl boss. This brunch we doing this is my business bestie. OK, but what is her spiritual life like? Mm. So I think it's easy to do that, to, to get built up in the community space, in the need for fellowship. And we also preach sisterhood because that's what we do. But the foundation to which this whole podcast is built off of is the word of God. Um, uh, that makes me ask questions. Um one of the ones, and we've recently just had this conversation amongst each other, mm -hmm. is what is truly the purpose of a singles ministry? Because you were saying how, like, you made the comment, you said sometimes your communities are built up with appeasing the flesh more so than the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I can say that I have witnessed some single ministries where pretty much all it is is Christian mingle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but not necessarily, um, yeah. I guess, the community for, because, you know. Because my thing with a, a lot of this purity culture thing is when the focus, when you put the main focus on something like that, it's like you're dangling the bait in front of people's face. I'm like, if you're going to yeah. have a ministry focused yep. on um, 
I feel like it should be on spiritual growth. Jesus. Right? It should be yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus having a relationship with God versus dangling. Oh, you need to, you need to uh abstain, 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 put this bracelet on, put this ring on, put this whatever. I'm like, why are we focusing on that? Focus mm-hmm. on having a relationship with Jesus Christ so you know what to do in certain situations when things arise. Because what yeah. you gonna what you gonna do? Oh, I was almost saying something. <laughs> I was going to tell everything. But what you going to do when that dude, like, what you going to say? What you, what you, what you going to say if you're not ready or prepared because you got all these um, quotes? And y'all mm-hmm. know the quotes. Mm-hmm. You got all right. these quotes that, you know, that you're going to say. And it just, yeah. I I love what you said, Ayana, because what you're and I think we talk about this all the time on the podcast. It's like, how do you brand yourself? Right. Which kind of goes back to what the man was saying, even with the pastor. He was like, what you don't realize is when I looked at that pastor, I saw brand. I saw like uh, it's dude is dude like really conscientious about his weight or his his food intake. Like Mm -hmm. all of that, I think, plays apart and it even makes me think of like an experience um I had invited someone to our current church and um this was pre-pandemic so church was like fully loaded (laughs) with people um but I remember as we were walking from the parking lot because no matter where you park at at our church you're gonna walk a little bit Mm -hmm. so we were walking from the parking lot into the sanctuary and I remember the person being like oh my god people drive and I'm not this is not material things, but this person was more, he really wasn't connected, you know, with God like that. So he was more attracted to like the, the material things where he was like, oh my God, people here drive Teslas. People here drive, look at all these Mercedes. Look at all da, 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 da. And he was like, this, that, that, and this, that, that, and third. And I, when he said it, I honestly had never paid it any attention, but I think, um, to, to the point that Ayana was saying, I didn't realize at that moment when he was calling these different things out that he was just seeing in the parking lot, he was speaking about the brand of our church. And to the point that, you know, Denisa had stated earlier, it's like what you don't realize is just the things that you don't necessarily vocalize is your brand. And um, is your brand speaking prosperity? Like when I look at the, the congregate, like I said earlier, when I look at the congregation or the pastor up front, like, what is it that I'm seeing without you saying a word? Um, so I love that you mentioned that, uh, Ayana, because I feel like a lot of times when we call a thing and I hate keep bringing this back up, but like when we call a ministry, like singles ministry, are you saying like, oh, is this a ministry where just, you know, singles gather up together to get to know each other? Or if you call it a, another ministry where you're saying, hey, we what we're doing is we're encouraging you in your single space so that when that opportunity does come or if it never comes, mm-hmm. you know how to you know how to handle yourself. You know how mm-hmm. to like be in your word. You know how to be fully whole mm-hmm. <laughs> as a single individual. And I yep. think for me, sometimes that's what's overshadowed, you mm-hmm. know, concerning like certain titles and Yep. Uh, topics for ministry. So yep. love what you said. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. And I think to your point, Lauren, when it comes to churches, the fruit is really the people, it's the members. And it's yeah. like when you get into that room and you look around, it's like, what are you seeing? Like, are you seeing people whose lives are changed? Are you seeing people who are experiencing in their lives what is being preached from the pulpit? 
And I think that when you look at that, it's kind of like it helps you understand like, oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> it and the crazy thing is like it removes so many barriers. Like we don't realize that too. Like it removes so many barriers because in situations when you're already in a group of, of people who are already living in prosperity, when God gives you promotion or when God blesses you with certain things, or if you do pull up in a church with a new whip, it's it's second nature. Yeah. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. oh, so and so done pulled up. You know, it's like Nah, they just got what brother and sis got two years ago or a month ago or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, I think with that, like to Sade's point, it's like you, not only are you seeing the fruit, but you're seeing the fact that that's a good farmer of that fruit. (laughs) It's a good, it's a good person, you know, actually taking care of um, the seeds that are in the ministry. So I thought, like I said, going back to what he said, it was, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to, to actually look and see, you know, what the congregation looks like, or I don't know. I don't necessarily say that I would call a pastor out if he's overweight because whatever, but <laughs> you know, I think it is interesting to what Sade is saying, looking at the fruit to say like, mm, I don't know. Does this, does, does this, is this fruit uh, a representation of how you're feeding the seeds? So Absolutely. It's like, I'm, I'm quiet, but in my mind, I'm wondering like, okay, when I first started going to our church, I told a story all the time about how I was kicking and screaming and I did not want to be there until I sat down and the man opened his mouth and it was just revelation at the revelation at the revelation. Right. And the opposite happened where it was years later where I literally, you know, after I had been serving, after I'm, you know, just a part, a part of the ministry, literally, you look around and you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, this is where I'm at. You know what I mean? You're like, okay. That's what, that's what happened for me. So to your point of talking about the cars in the parking lot or just like, you know, the people that attend and that actually pour into, you know, the pour back into the community, like the workshops and the seminars that are taking place yes. that you outside of showing up on Sunday to really thrive in life. That's what's most important. And I just want to, and if you're already listening to me, you are judging the past. I mean, I just hope you take, just get, give a little second or two, you know what I'm saying? Look around first, you know, right. Sweep around your own front door before you try. (laughs) (laughs) Before you try to sweep around mine. Okay. (laughs) No, I, I think I, I share this all the time concerning our church, because to be candid with you, um, the church that I went to prior to, we did certain things, but just on the, the scale that sometimes our ministry does it and um, the level of organ- organization. And, and what I mean by that is how organized, you know, things like that are. Um, I was extremely impressed um, and it has been a strong means of inspiration for me because I've, I've told myself I want to be able to do that independently. Like what I'm seeing them do. Yes. Um, you know, for the communities. And it's like, it's not even a price tag behind it. A lot of times, a lot of times it's like, just show up. We got you. Like, uh, I think Ayana said it one time, she was like, anybody can get it. Like, I love that, that concept of like, anybody can get it. Anybody can get this blessing. Anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. if God tells me like, Hey, bless them. Anybody can get it. And my mom always tells me, she said the the best place to be is to be the person that um, lends and not be the borrower. She mm-hmm. said, and anytime God has put you in a position where you are the lender and the, and not the borrower, you are in a blessed position. Yeah. So. 
Amen. I think we've definitely kind of gone through how you should not pick your church. But I'm wondering if, and I don't know how many minutes we have left, but in wrapping up, like if we go into what you should use to pick your church, like how you look for a ministry, especially if you're a new believer or if you're in a new city or, you know, if you're somewhere where you don't have a church home, like what should you be looking for? If it's like, okay, I don't need to be looking to see if my pastor is skinny. What should I be looking at? And what do you guys think about that? (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to, how to choose your church. Um, Yeah. So we'll be right back after this. A little, uh, what is it? What is, what's the rest? Peloton ministry as a, Peloton. a little beach body. Uh, anyway, um, so coming back after the break, we were talking, we, we said we wanted to talk about uh, choosing your church. And while we were on break, I had mentioned uh, about us even sharing our own stories on how we ended up at the church that we're at now, or even let's say from before. Um, and I guess I can start, I can share my story, which stems back from, stems all the way back to childhood, but (laughs) it's crazy how it was several encounters of people telling us about our current church before we even made it to the church. So, um, I am originally from Trinidad, but we moved to New York. New Jersey, and then Atlanta. And moving to Atlanta, um, probably a few months, not even a good few months, a month in us living in Atlanta, I, uh, my dad, because we came from up north, so we thought that Atlanta was going to have, you know, great public transportation, because all we do, all you do is ride trains and buses up, up north. No, it's terrible. So we, um, But my dad was on the bus and this first encounter of being invited to our church was a lady at the bus station. She was just like, hey, uh, do you have a home church? Just started engaging in conversation with him and boom, invited. Uh -uh, Not her, not her flirting with your daddy. No, she was an older lady. (laughs) She was an older lady. Okay, because you know how they do. No, she was. Okay, so just just to give y'all a little like back in the day. Our church, like the, I'm pretty sure people still do it now, but I feel like because technology is more advanced, you know, we have other ways of inviting people to church and all that type of stuff. But back in the day, it was heavy, heavy word of mouth and people found different, you know, it was just a big thing to just bring up a discussion of, oh, what church do you go to or whatever. So that's how that happened. I think it happened to him twice. And then the last time uh, us actually seeing the church physically was I went to the middle school. I think I mentioned this before, but I went to the middle school literally down the street from our church. It's on the same street. And my parents were taking me to get registered for school. And we were like, what is this big gold dome? Like, what is this? Like, what is this place? And we was like, that's a church or, uh, you know, or the, the series of events could have happened, you know, however. 
but eventually, um, I think that Sunday or a couple of Sundays after we literally went to the church. I remember sitting in the blue seats, went to the church uh, with my parents. And the first day there, my parents got saved and we joined the church, like literally like my mom, she was, she, it's funny. We were talking about this literally not too long ago. And she was like, I remember sitting there and when they invited you to come down to get born again, all of that, she was like, I don't care what my, uh, she didn't care what my dad was about to do. She was literally about to hand him her purse. Like I'm going down. I'll see y'all after service. <laughs> oh, and, he wow. was like, and he was like, wait, I'm, we coming to, you know, oh. <laughs> because literally the Holy Spirit was working on the, bo- working on the both of them at the same time. We went down, joined the church and been there ever since. And this mm. was 1996, literally. Um, so that's how we ended up where we were. I know for me personally, I know some people are like, because I, you know, people have asked me questions, but like you as an adult, what made you stay? And mm. it's like, being completely honest, where else I'm gonna go? Like, <laughs> and not in a bad way, like, I have listened to other ministers and all of that. And it's just not the same, at least for me. Um, It's the simplicity, the understanding, the understanding of having a personal relationship with Jesus. It's in the breakdown of the word. I don't like I I'm not the thousand dusts type of girl. So I'm like. It's a lot of people that I just be sitting there like, what? What you say? You use a big word. I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like, let me get my dictionary out. What are you talking about? Like, I and that's too much for me. So, um, you know, and then it's just it. it that's that's me as an adult, because I could have easily left when I hit 21, you know, because honestly, a lot of my friends left like we I grew up in children's ministry with people. And as soon as we hit college. Or 18 or even 21 people was like I'm out because they wanted to go explore life and for me it was like okay I can explore but at least I can still go to church on Sunday you know I'm good and then I just started to develop a a personal relationship with God for myself once I hit adulthood and it was like okay I know where I'm supposed to be so that's kept you there. my story. Right. And look at you. Now you started in generations <laughs> of membership. Literally. Hallelujah. Baby world changes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, that's 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 that is actually a full circle wild moment. No, really, it is. Like, it's crazy. So who would have known? Dope. Right. <laughs> so dope. I it's funny because when Ayana mentioned, like, oh, I went and I explored, but I could still go to church while I explore. And I was like, nah, bruh, I'm already <laughs> explore. I'm out here. Okay? <laughs> and I feel like that's how it was. Like, when I went to explore, it was like, I'm out. And I, I feel mean, like, you ended up in a whole new state. So, child, I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. She said, backpack, back. Oh, my God. God. I was literally thinking. <laughs> I was literally thinking that. Oh me my too. god! Let me get my map. <laughs> swiper, no swiping. Right? Child was out here back, back. Let me get my map. And you, had, you, you had your hair in a bob too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, what in the world? 
with uh I don't know who the person who says it. They like, um, I didn't find whatever, 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 whatever found me. That's how I feel about my church. <laughs> um, I didn't find my church, my church found me. <laughs> Y'all ever seen that episode of Martin where he's auditioning to be the host for the television station? Mm-hmm. And he don't realize like that everybody got called to audition. So every time somebody's asking him about the job, he like, they call me. me. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's 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 a, it's laughing and it's a joke, but it's real. Like the church called me. I wasn't even looking for them. I wasn't even mm. trying to be no part of the church. And when they called me to come and work at the church, membership was a byproduct of my job. So I did not have a choice. I had to become a member. Um which was the greatest thing that I've ever done. I really mean that. We were at work um, maybe like a week or two ago and we were doing like this icebreaker and everyone was asking like, what is one decision you made in your life that has impacted everything else in your life? And of course, mostly all of the women who were there who had children was like, the day I had my child, the day I had my child. I was like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Um, and I had this it's beautiful, but I could think of other moments. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Even as a mom, I'm like, wait. Well, all of them said it. All of the moms in the room, and there were multiple ones, and the dads too. They all said the same thing. Oh, that's so sweet. That's I was like, that is so sweet. I hope I be like that. I really hope that it's like, oh, my child, the greatest day of my life. But anyway, um, I literally was sitting there and I was like, dang, what would you know that decision be? I've made a lot of decisions in my life. And I was like, but really, like becoming a member of my church, cha- that decision to literally come and be a part of that church changed my my entire life. It changed who I married. It changed who I became friends with. It changed my career path. It changed it changed everything. And so I think that um, it's important to understand that, like when you're choosing a church you're not just choosing choosing a building to go to every Sunday or what YouTube channel you're going to stream. You are oh. literally... <laughs> what? Because that's for real. Yeah, some people to them, their church is what YouTube channel they stream. No, I'm talking about that Sunday, though. Ooh. That, yeah. No, for real. <laughs> for real. It's if real. y'all had saw Denise's Matrix <laughs> lean back... <laughs> <laughs> Denise but, went all the way back <laughs> oh my gosh but all of that to say like it it changes so much like what you take in every day is or or on a regular basis is important and you don't understand how like hearing certain words or certain things and allowing somebody to pour into your spirit can change the trajectory mm-hmm. of your life so I say when choosing a church Find somewhere that when you make the decision to go, you understand how that can affect the rest of the decisions that you're going to make. Yep. That's what I say. Mm. That's it. Denise and Lauren? Uh, I can hop in real quick. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Lauren. No, you can go. (laughs) So for me, I've only belonged to like two churches in my life. And that's my childhood church that I literally born and raised and grew up in. I didn't have a say so in that. Um, and world changes. <laughs> and I, I say this all the time. I went kicking and screaming because I didn't want to hear a TV pastor because 
my mother and my aunt only listen to Pastor Dollar, right? My mom is a G. Yeah, <laughs> my, mom, my mom would prefer Pastor Dollar over the pastor that of the church that I, you know, grew up in. So I remember just being like as a child, like listening to him and being like, oh my God, he don't ever be quiet. All he do is teach, teach, talk, 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 teach, teach. <laughs> That's what I thought, right? Because growing up, I was used to the hooping and the hollering in the show mm-hmm. and all of that. And that's what I yeah. assumed. And, and even the neighboring churches, mm-hmm. that's just how it worked, right? Um, Ayana mentions a switch, you know, sometimes it's almost like a switch that goes off and it's like, oh, here's, it's time for the show, right? Um, but whenever I did come that one Sunday, another part to that story is there was a coworker that I actually, I used to think she was so mean, right? I was like, oh my God, she just looks so mean. She just mean mug all the time. And when I went to church, I saw her in the audience and I went and I just saw her and I was so happy to see somebody that I knew out of all these thousands of people, dear God. And I just walked right up to her and I hugged her and I was like, hi, it's so good to see you. And from that day forward, we became the best of friends. Like we literally mm-hmm. talked, she's coming in, you know, September, she's going to stay with us like you know so I also I, in finding my church I found community mm-hmm. and what I will say is and I said this before I went for the word and so much more came out of that mm-hmm. so I do want to stress sometimes I think people want to hop in whether you it is a, a single ministry whether it is a sisterhood women's whatever and it's like oh I want to be a part of that I want to be a part of something and although that is not wrong and in my experience if you observe first, right, because and then, you know, make a decision and be a part of the church. Don't just go to church because you like the word and you want to hear the word. That's nice, too. But I think you should also be um, serving within your church. A lot of times it's, you know, like, hey, and bye, I'm in and out. But really seeing how much my church affects the community, not just the members, right? The people that don't, there are people in, nearby that we serve on a weekly basis that probably don't even come to church, but we no. still serve them. There's still a heart of service that yeah. is so much bigger and, and, and there's no need to broadcast it on YouTube and say how much we gave away and what we did and what we didn't do. I love that about my church and that's not shade. That is just strictly how I feel. I said what I said. I love that about my church because that's just the heart of the ministry, you know? Mm-hmm. And to be truthful, like they've been doing this been doing this they ain't new to this they ain't just you know like they've been doing it's this been before a long was a time. Thing. yeah so what i will also say is like you know in finding a church and you say what to look for what to look for look for how your church serves your community is, is a recommendation that i would give you yeah. and just making sure that you know a sign of being a servant you know, of the Lord and serving as like David did is not just, you know, feeding the sheep, but those little wolves and little ants and birds that are out there too, that need just a little bit of something. That's what I would say. Amen. Well, well, my experience in finding my uh, current church was I'm very similar to um, Denisa in the fact that I have really only been a member i've been a member of three churches uh lifetime wise um there was a church i was a member of when i was like a little teeny tiny thing and then um became a member of a a fairly large church in jacksonville um and then when i made my transition from jacksonville to atlanta um and i was getting my degree i um was then on a search for a church. Interesting thing was when I was younger and my family and I used to travel to like different cities, 
a part of, now that I think about it, it's very churchy of my parents who have done this to us, but part of our experience um, in traveling was to go to like the different churches within that area. So like, I remember as a young, very young kid um, attending World Changers. Um, and I think we, we attended like twice on, because uh, we, we would go back and forth to Atlanta uh, quite a bit. So I remember attending World Changers about twice. Um, and just to kind of, I guess, refresh my memory or to kind of let you all know, like just how long ago it was, it used to be like, I mean, it's thick in there now, but it was like that it time was, when, yeah, like super <laughs> thick, like yeah. the balcony used to, we were, we had to make it, we had to sit in the balcony each and every time we went it and was it was like busted. thick. Yeah. It was like thick in the balcony. I, I remember like vividly remember that. Um, and so crazy thing is when you fast forward to me, um, being a young adult at the time and attending college in Atlanta, I was on the search for a church. Search didn't last long because literally I uh, remember walking into the doors of World Changers and I was sitting in service um, and I remember God was like, this is it. And I was like, but God, you ain't gonna allow me to, you know, visit other, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna be able to visit other churches. And so he was like, nope, this is where I want you. And so crazy thing was my parents were coming into town um, and this was of course like pre-pandemic and I remember that service was like an all white service. Like we had a Diddy party at a uh, world changers <laughs> <laughs> where everybody had to wear all white. And I remember telling my parents, I was like, Hey, I don't want y'all to look like visitors. So when you show up, make sure y'all have on all white. So y'all, can look, you know, <laughs> cause the whole church going to be in all white. Um, so on that particular Sunday, I remember telling my parents, I was like, Hey, I'm gonna have to go down on this service, um, to the front because I'm about to become a member. And that's exactly what happened. And I have not turned back since. I truly enjoy my church. And I think my church has just propelled me, even in how I think yeah. about God and like um, even relationship, like how I even look at relationship um, between me and God. Like, um, I think the churches that I remember uh, before was a great foundational source, but it's like, Becoming affiliated with World Changers, I, I tell them all the time, I said, World Changers introduced me to liberty in the faith. Like, mm -hmm. I think before I had just a concept of, like, what church people should look like and what pe church people should do. And I'll never forget, I went into, like, the young adult <laughs> ministry, and I saw one of my good, good friends, and she had on a crop top. I was like... <laughs> she always talks about this crop top. Crop top ministry. <laughs> crop top ministry. I said, they can wear crop tops here. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, you know what? I love that you shared because I, I did. I wanted to make sure I shared this because it, it really is a blessing to me. And I tell Bach and Ayana this all the time, but truthfully, y'all, before I became a member of World Changers, I didn't desire marriage because I didn't really understand it. You know, like how I grew up and what I saw, I knew I did not want that. And if that was what I had to do, I was just not going to be married. And that was okay with me. And it was so beautiful to like hear my pastors break down both of my pastors, you know, like what that looks like equality based, like, you know what I mean? Like it just started clicking in my spirit. And it was like, okay, you know what? that is i want that now i could do that and here it is now i can't imagine you know i'm not you know 
married obviously or engaged or anything but i have not in that area right yeah but i do i have faith in that area and not only just faith in the area it's like okay lord i can see that like through me legacies will be birthed to continue to do your work like that's huge to come from i'm good you know what i mean like it's just it's amazing to me i love the fact that you mentioned the word legacy because i think that was one thing too i saw in the ministry when i decided to join i saw legacy and what I meant by that is like, I saw that the resources were there when I, when I am in a place where I'm engaged and, you know, we're, we're now needing the, the marriage counseling. I saw that that was there. I saw that the resource was there. Um, when I have children, um, you'll be surprised how many ministries do not have children's ministries. <laughs> um, I saw the resources there, even when the children become adolescents or when they become young adults, it's like, I literally saw legacy in the ministry. And the crazy thing is like the legacy that I saw within the ministry was operative. It wasn't a thing of like, Oh, we're trying to crank it up. It was like, it was already in motion. And for me, that spoke a lot of volumes because it showed me um, in those instances that they care, Mm -hmm. like they care about the future of their ministry because you know, what people really don't realize is like, when you don't have that infrastructure, in your church, you're letting me know that when so when Deacon and, and Deaconess so-and-so die, that's it. Because you don't mm-hmm. have nobody else literally coming after them. And so that's yeah. why you start to see a lot of churches die off. But when you have that legacy that's already a part of the infrastructure of your church, to me, it shows that you care about your people. You care about, you know, the people that they're connected to. And you care about the future of your ministry. Um, and so all of that really just it played a major role in my life. I think, you know, the church that I'm currently a member of really allowed for me, and I said this before on the podcast, it allowed for me to get a perspective view of what God means when he says church, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, like I was able to really see it because I think before I was just so close to it, you know, with me being in Jacksonville and just kind of, you know, just the resources of people I knew, I was so close to it. I wasn't able to kind of grasp it the way that I grasp it now. So I'm going to be candid with you. With me, I've made like a, a temporary transition to Jacksonville. So with me now making like a temporary transition to Jacksonville, it's really tough because it's like, I ain't getting the same experience that I got when I'm in Atlanta. And so I always make it my business to continue to go to my church. And I still, even though I'm not physically there as much as I, I used to be, I still um, even send my tithes and I still invest in the ministry that I know that has invested in me. Amen. Well, thank you, Lauren. That was good. I enjoyed this conversation. I feel feel like we gave y'all something. Y'all had to get something. If you ain't going to church after today, you better find one this week. Can That's I say hey, this one is thing? not a sponsored post? Yeah, from our church. That's yeah. all I love for the record. <laughs> yeah, it's not a sponsored post. I will say this: um, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that we all expressed was community, and um, I understand that a lot of people are doing the online thing now. And if you have not found a ministry in your area that you feel like is definitely definitely uh, feeding you. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to do online right now. Cool. But if you are, you know, you need to get yourself back in those seats, go back to church and get yourself back in those seats. Because outside of the word, there's also community. And I noticed that, you know, because the thing is, one thing that the pandemic did, unfortunately, was seclude us. 
And we got to get out of that. You know, we can't, we can't keep using the excuses of the pandemic, such and such, such and such. One of the things that a lot of people are saying now is, listen, if you go to the grocery store, you go to the club, you go to the uh, lounge, you can go such and such, such and such, you can go to church, you can go to a restaurant, you can go to church. Um, and I'm saying that because really also with community, like it, it's nothing like actually being in the building and, you know, congregating with like-minded individuals. You never know who you're going to meet on that Sunday. You never know who you're going to engage with or whatever, or how it's going to be impactful in a different way versus viewing online. So wherever you are in the country, in the world, um, if you're able to get back in the building and get back to establishing community, um, because also we, we have to remember that we're light bearers and us staying online and us staying in our homes and just, you're not, you're not sharing your light just by sitting behind a screen. You don't know what kind of light you're going to be actually getting back out into the world, getting back into your church, involving yourself in different areas of the ministry that you are a part of. You are the light and you don't know how you can impact somebody else's life as well. So. Amen. Get back to church, y'all. Get back to church. Thank you, Ayana. Um, all right. Well, we are going to wrap it on up. Uh, we pray that you enjoyed this, that there was something said that blessed you. If not, there's so many other episodes, so feel free to go back. Check those out. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the Secret Sisterhood, sis. We are glad to have you. Be sure to connect with us on the social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Instagram and Facebook at Save Girl Secret No S on Twitter. We love you guys so much. Good God bless you. Love and peace. Bye. 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 Bye.